Hi, am I on the air? Yep. Fuck. Thanks. Do I have everybody's attention now? Do I have everybody's attention now? Don, I got you. Don, Do I, I have everybody's Sunday attention night. now? You put them cameras on me, then you must be willing To get that heart touched, it's a must-see feeling The news ain't good, then it must be villain So I say it's ad grounded, I don't trust these feelings Spread across your nose, and I'm on your air Highest next on the cloud, am I in the air? Sunday night's prime time, I flex mine better Voltron transform to DX Don, mega And unseen, you probably think I'm nice Cause I slow like a stream to your wireless device And the smoke full of steam any given night, I'll show up like a piece of any given slice And for the latest and what is best about I Tune in and tune the rest out, Don You gotta tell them, am I in the clear? Is this thing gone? Am I on the air? On the air down everybody welcome to another brand new edition of am i on the air i am your host don mega and welcome to the show everybody i'm happy to be back uh it is actually wednesday when we're recording this episode uh like i said on last week's episode working a new job i'm kind of all over the place schedule wise so i'm going to try to just fit it in where i can get it in but i promise to get something out for you all so I'm here with an opportunity this morning on this Wednesday, February the 18th, to get a new episode pumped out for you all. This is Season 10, Episode 6. Today's episode is titled, Church Fight! Church Fight! Now, some of you might be saying, like, what? Why are you trying to uh, antagonize a church fight? Well, for those of you that have seen Kingsman, The Secret Service, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, I'll just leave it at that because, you know, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but there's a really cool church fight, so <laughs> go out and see Kingsman. But in any case, um, we're here to bring you up to speed in the latest and greatest in entertainment news, we'll be getting you up to speed in everything in TV and movies, and of course, our review of the week, which will definitely be Kingsman The Secret Service. Very excited to review that movie and uh, get to the rest of the news with y'all. And unfortunately, Kingsman was not number one at the box office, but I know you know what was. And we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. Let's jump right into it. Let's talk about our review of the week, which is Kingsman, The Secret Service. This film was supposed to come out back in October. And then they said they wanted to work on the special effects and stuff a little bit more, so they pushed it back and they released it. This past weekend on Valentine's Day weekend. Uh, this is directed by Matthew Vaughn, who of course did the first Kick-Ass movie. He did X-Men First Class. And when you watch Kingsman, you definitely get the flow and the feel of both Kick-Ass and X-Men First Class. Which I love, because I love both of those movies. Um, he's an excellent director. I love the way that he frames action. And the way that he handles kind of, almost like humor, but with the over-the-top action. This dude's got a great eye. Uh, he really, really does. Um, I was excited for this movie. And I, I knew it would be good. I didn't know it would be this good. 
<laughs> I was really blown away from start to finish, and I couldn't believe it. Like, I, I thought it would have its moments. I thought it would be a lot of the stuff we've seen in the trailer. Um, but he really took us on a two-hour ride that never really let up. It never slowed down. There was never any moments where I was just like, okay, this is kind of boring, let's go. Everything kind of, the, the pacing was just excellent. And I loved everybody in it. I mean, I'm not the biggest Colin Firth fan, and that's no knock on him. He just usually does movies that aren't, like, things I care about. Um, but he was excellent in this role. He was so awesome as, like, this James Bond-type character. Uh, the kid he takes under his wings, uh, he plays this character, uh, Eggsy. And uh, he was really, really cool. This is, I believe, his first movie, uh, at least his first movie in the States. And he was really, really good. And I'm starting to hear his name floated around uh, as maybe a possible Spider-Man. So, you know, we talked on last week's show about uh, Marvel getting Spider-Man back. So who knows? He might be a a candidate to be the new Spider-Man. And after watching Kingsman, I would totally be down with that. Um you know, you had Mark Strong in there, who is usually always a bad guy, but, you know, he was a good guy here and, and helping run uh, the Kingsman, and he was awesome. Um, Samuel Jackson was great as the bad guy. Uh, he's got this little right-hand man-woman <laughs> uh, with him who has these, like, knife uh, blades for feet, uh, and she was incredible. I mean, really, just every character really clicked. Michael Caine was in it. Um, it, it just... It really just from the start to the finish, it just went for it, and it succeeded on all fronts. I can't recommend this movie enough. Um, I was very happy to see that it debuted over the weekend with like $36 million, um, which honestly was way above expectations because of Fifty Shades of Grey and everything else going on right now at the box office. They were thinking Kingsman might barely break 20 and it broke 35, so uh, that was pretty damn awesome. So the word of mouth is going around. It is certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, and um, it's just an awesome, awesome movie. It is graphic. There is a lot of blood. There's some, a lot of violence, um, so I'm kind of warning you right now, if that's not your thing, then you might want to stay away from this. But if it is your thing, then I say run out and check uh, Kingsman The Secret Service because it was so incredible. I really, really loved it. Um, saw it with, uh, actually saw it with both my peeps, uh, peeps himself for my peoples. You can follow him on Twitter and Geeky Pat. So usually I always see it with Geeky Pat, but we were able to pull peeps together. Uh, all we were missing was friggins. Uh, and I know he went and saw it over the weekend too, and he loved it as well. So we still need to get a movie going experience here with the four of us. But um, three of us were there, and we all loved it. We walked out saying, damn, that was pretty badass. So uh, it was good to hear from the crew uh, as a whole, everybody really enjoying it and having a good time at Kingsman The Secret Service. So out of five stars, I actually gave Kingsman uh, four and a half out of five. Um, I came close to giving it that five out of five, but I just couldn't do it. Um, And honestly, I don't even know why. It's just... It's just one of those things. If it's a five-star movie, I know coming like right out the theater, I'm like, that was five stars. Like, There's no ifs, ands, buts about it. There's really no pondering. You just know when it's a five-star movie. I didn't have that initial just like, that was perfect. It wasn't perfect, but it was damn near close. Like I said, it pretty much it had everything I'd want out of a movie out of this, you know, with the language and the violence and just the action. 
the way it was filmed, everything, it really hit it on almost every front it possibly could. So it was better than a four, but not quite hitting that five mark yet. But you can't you can't doubt that a four and a half out of five is pretty damn close to perfect. So um, I say congratulations because that puts it at the top of the list right now. I know we're only in February of 2015, but that puts Kingsman right at the top for the best movie of the year so far. So we'll see how the how the rest of the year continues to pan out. I don't think we're going to get a five star until uh, Furious 7 most likely. Um, and if not that, then definitely um, Avengers Age of Ultron. So we'll see. Well, that is your movie review, Kingsman, The Secret Service, four and a half out of five stars for that. So let's get to your news of the week and rock and roll through this. Um, So like I said on last week's show, we talked a lot about the Spider-Man stuff. Um, So one thing we all assumed was that Sony, one of their next projects they were going to do was the Sinister Six movie. And we all just kind of assume, like, oh, that's dead in the water, uh, the Venom spinoff, like, all that stuff is just going to be dead in the water. Well, Sony actually came out and said that the Sinister Six movie is still in development, um, but it is pushed back um, indefinitely until they figure out what they want to do moving forward. Um, but they said they are not canceling the project, they are just postponing it. So I thought that was really, really interesting because I would have bet anything that Sinister Six was just going to be dead in the water. Um, Because why do you try to, you know, this was a premise that was set up from a previous franchise that you've now killed. So I don't really understand the point of that. Um, You know, I wouldn't be shocked if very soon here they they end up saying they're going to scrap it. Maybe this was just to save face a little bit. I don't know. So, we'll see. Um, One thing I can pretty much guarantee is that even if they do a new Sinister Six film, that it will obviously not be, you know, Paul Giamatti as the Rhino, and uh, Dane DeHaan as the Goblin, and uh, Jamie Foxx as Electro. It's not going to be any of those guys. It'll be a brand new Sinister Six. Um, You know, that's something that Kevin Feige and the Marvel people will have their kind of hands in to help direct that Spider-Man universe since it is going to be kind of in their world now. Uh, And also, you know, I speculated on last week's show where I thought Spider-Man was going to pop up. I said, you know, Civil War. I said it was the only thing that really made sense since it says that he'll debut before the solo movie in 2017. Like I said, it doesn't leave very many options. Um, Since I did last week's show, it has been confirmed that Spider-Man will indeed make his debut in um, Captain America Civil War. So that is super exciting. That means that we got to get casting done here really, really quick because, I mean, they're, they're going to start shooting Captain America Civil War literally in like two months. So our new Spider-Man's got to be announced, and, and it's just uh, it's exciting times, man. And we'll talk a little bit more about the Spider-Man stuff as we get through the news of the week. Um, HBO has renewed their show Getting On for a third and final season. Um, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen were doing an interview and uh, Ian McKellen saying that he should have a little role in X-Men Apocalypse, which is interesting because a couple months ago they both said that they had nothing to do with Apocalypse and now Ian McKellen saying he will be in it um, and Patrick Stewart saying that he won't, but Patrick Stewart saying that he'll uh, probably have a role in the next Wolverine film, which comes out in 2017. Keep you posted on that. Um, 
Uh, of course, coming out in interviews now, saying, "Hey, if Spider-Man's in the in the Marvel MCU, when's Wolverine's turn? He he wants his Wolverine turn, uh, you know, to pop up. He's he wants so badly to be in the Avengers. Um, I you know I don't see Marvel making that kind of deal with Fox. I mean, Fox has so much under their belt; they're not struggling at all with a, with any kind of franchise, and I don't see them really cutting a deal, even if it's just for Wolverine." Uh, it'd be great if they did, because could you imagine the next Avengers movie having Spider-Man and Wolverine and everybody else in it? Oh my god, it'd be awesome, but I just don't see it happening. But I love uh, Yu's excitement for the character and how much he wants to be a part of the MCU. We got some new trailers, we got the second official trailer for Pitch Perfect 2. Uh, we have the third and final Red Band trailer for Unfinished Business, the new um, Vince Vaughn movie. We have everything wrong with showgirls in a whole lot of minutes. <laughs> uh, we also have the honest trailer for Boyhood, so you can check that out as well. Um, let's see here. Going back to the Spider-Man stuff, um, it has been confirmed also that that the next Spider-Man will be back in high school. Um, they're saying that, you know, they are going back to the teenage, um, Peter Parker, who is in high school. He'll only have had his powers for about a year when Civil War starts. Um, so they're looking for somebody younger. Um, you know, I'm starting to see a lot of people keep asking me, like, what, what if they do Miles Morales? You know, like, can they switch up who the Spider-Man is? Honestly, yes. I mean, they could, but they won't. <laughs> and I, everybody keeps saying, man, you're bursting my bubble. I'm not trying to burst anybody's bubble. I'm just being honest here. And that's the fact of the matter is, is that for most of the normal uh, movie-going public, if you say, who's Spider-Man's you know, secret identity, they're going to tell you Peter Parker. I mean, even if they're the most casual fan. Nobody knows who the hell Miles Morales is. And now that Marvel has got their hands back on Spider-Man for the MCU... Do you really think that Marvel's not going to use Peter Parker? Like, that just seems ridiculous. I mean, why would they not, for the first time ever, they can finally use him the way they want to use him, and you think they're just going to dump that and bring out a totally different Spider-Man that nobody knows? Not going to happen. Not to say it can't happen down the road. You know, if they have the Spider-Man and the MCU for ten years... They could dump Peter Parker for a couple movies, do Miles Morales, whatever, and then go back. There's a lot of room for them to do stuff like that. But as of right now, it, it just it would be stupid, and I just don't see them doing it. So um, it's going to be Peter Parker. I'm sorry. And um, a cool part of the deal that came out that hadn't been released last week when I did last week's show is the fact that what's really cool about this deal is that nobody's really making any money on it. And that's kind of weird to say because you assume like, well, Marvel's going to get a big chunk of the Sony film and Sony will get a big chunk of Avengers and all that kind of stuff, right? No. They are just keeping what's theirs. So, you know, when Spider-Man pops up in Civil War, Sony is not getting a dime of that money. Nothing, like not even 5%. Like, I mean, they're just, it's its all Marvel and Disney's money. But therefore, when Spider-Man does his first next solo movie, and it becomes a really big blockbuster because everybody's excited now because it's the Spider-Man they just saw in Captain America, Marvel will get nothing out of that Spider-Man movie. Everybody's just holding on to their own stuff. 
So I thought that was really, really cool because now it doesn't even become a money issue. Now it just becomes kind of like we're helping each other. And it really is for the fans based on that. And I love it. So very, very cool. All right, let's see here. Um, John Stewart is going to be departing the Daily Show at the end of the year, so you know, a lot of people are really bummed about that. I never really watched the Daily Show too much, but um, I can definitely understand, you know, the shock of over him leaving the show. That definitely is uh, shocking. Kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, we might be seeing another Aliens movie. Um, you know, a couple weeks ago I showed you guys. Uh, I posted it on the Facebook and the Twitter page, uh, some concept art of a new um, Alien movie that Neil Blomkamp was doing. Um, but he said, ah, oh, this is just some doodlings we were doing, we are thinking about doing this other Alien movie, it's not going to happen. But now, in the last week, some sources are saying, we're looking at it, and we're taking that concept art, and we're kind of putting everything together, and we're trying to see what's up. And Sigourney Weaver has even come out and said, you know, we'll see what happens. And it's just, I don't know, some movement is starting to happen here, and that would actually be pretty cool, because Neil Blomkamp is awesome in sci-fi, and that concept art was amazing, so I could just imagine, you know, what they could pull off going back to, um, you know, to to this alien world. That would, that would be pretty damn awesome. Um... The governor from Walking Dead is going to be going to uh, Holly Berry's CBS show Extant in its next season. ABC Family has canceled Melissa and Joey. I'm so sorry about that. Uh, I know that was Geeky Pat's favorite show, so um, he's still... I haven't heard talked to him in a couple of days since this news dropped, so hopefully he is okay. Um... Kevin Hart is going to be the roast master and the host for the uh, Justin Bieber roast over on Comedy Central. So that is pretty damn awesome. I can't wait to see Kevin Hart do that. Jennifer Esposito has joined ABC's Mistresses as a series regular for its next season. Megan Good has also been added to NBC's Mr. Robinson show uh, starring Craig Robinson. She is... uh, playing a role that somebody else was doing, they recasted it. Um, I'm just wondering when the hell the show's going to debut. I've been reading about this Mr. Robinson show for like two years. I really want to see it, so come on NBC, let's get going here. Uh, Medical comedy starring Community's Ken Jeong uh, has scored an ABC pilot order, so that is pretty awesome. I think the show's going to be called Dr. Ken, uh, so I'm excited about that. I love Ken Jeong. Uh, Brian Williams has been suspended from the nightly news for six months, so that's interesting. We'll see what happens with all of that. Um, the new Uncle Buck TV series is going to be based around an African-American cast. So that's interesting. They're going a different route there. Um, we have the first trailer for Hitman Agent 47. I really like this trailer. I mean, I've been waiting to see some footage from this. I liked the original Hitman movie with Timothy Oliphant. Uh, This new one here stars Rupert Friend from Homeland, and um, he looks pretty badass in this. I really like the trailer. I like the tone. I like the music. I like the action. It comes out in August, and I think it looks pretty badass, so definitely check out that trailer. Uh, Walton Goggins is going to be starring opposite Danny McBride in the HBO comedy Vice Principals. That's going to be good. 
new trailer for Judd Apatow's movie Trainwreck, which stars Amy Schumer and Bill Hader. Uh, not only do we have the Green Band trailer, but we also have the Red Band trailer, which is awesome and also has a nice little cameo in both trailers from a man, John Cena, of the WWE, which he's great in both trailers because they're totally different scenes. Um, I'm looking forward to this comedy. I love Judd Apatow. I really love Amy Schumer. She wrote this movie as well. And uh, I think it's going to be really, really funny. So check out those trailers. You can check out all these trailers once again. Amiontheair.com. Click on the trailers tab. You can see them all in one spot. Or you can search through the feeds on the Facebook and the Twitter page. And find them there as well. But you should be watching them. Going back to Spider-Man once again. Your top two leads. Uh, and And I pointed out one of these last week. Everybody, I was the first to say this dude's name. And now he's at the top of the list. Logan Lerman. Logan Lerman, of course, uh, Percy Jackson, he was just in the movie Fury with Brad Pitt. Um, I've been saying on this show for months now that that this kid's name is at the top of Marvel's list, and people aren't listening, and then now all of a sudden, guess what? Logan Lerman's being eyed by Marvel. Oh, look at that. See, Don Mega hooking you up before the news even drops. Also at the top of the list, though, is Dylan O'Brien. Um, a lot of you are like, who'd who? Dylan O'Brien, most widely known as the main kid in the Maze Runner. So he's going to, of course, be in the Scorch Trials as well, which comes out next, uh, later this year. Um, but yeah, Dylan, Dylan O'Brien and Logan Lerman are the two leads being looked at by Marvel to uh, become Spider-Man. Uh, of course, there's also the other rumor of the kid from uh, Kingsman as well, which I talked about earlier. Um, out of Dylan and Logan, I would go Logan. I think he's got more broad potential. Um, not to say that Dylan would be bad. Um, I actually like Dylan a lot in the internship. A lot of people didn't see that one, but he was in the internship with uh, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. And I thought he did really good in that. Um, he was okay in Maze Runner, uh, but I, I would go Logan Lerman definitely out of these two. Actually, but <laughs> if I had my pick after seeing Kingsman, I would go with that dude right there, uh, Joel Egerton, or I forget what his his real name is. It's Egerton, something Egerton, um, but he's really, really good. And after you see Kingsman, you're like, he could pull that off. So I would go with that. But if I had to pick from these two, it would be Logan Lerman. We also have the new third official trailer for Cinderella. We have the second official trailer for Insurgent. We have the new trailer for The Age of Adeline, which is a new Harrison Ford, Blake Lively movie. We have the trailer for Last Nights, starring Clive Owen and Morgan Freeman. The next Alvin and the Chipmunks movie is called The Road Chip. (laughs) Alvin and the Chipmunks for The Road Chip. Um, Yeah, I'll leave that there. Um, Holly Berry is going to headline a new action comedy movie called Mother. Jeff Bridges is going to headline The Emperor's Children. Knights of the Round Table uh, has, finds King Arthur's father in Eric Bana. So Eric Bana is going to be playing King Arthur's father. Um, 
Dwayne The Rock Johnson talking a little bit more about playing Black Adam. Uh, he confirmed once again that the Shazam movie will be in the DCCU. Uh, it's in the DC Cinematic Universe. Because um, there was a lot of speculation that it wasn't going to tie in. But he confirmed once again it is. And he says one day you will see Black Adam kicking some Superman and Batman ass. So that's going to be awesome. And I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton and Alfred Molina join Tina Fey's new wartime dark comedy movie that she's working on. We have the first official trailer for Aloha, starring Bradley Cooper and Emma Stone. This looks I actually thought this looked pretty good. We have the first trailer for The Man from Uncle, starring Henry Cavill and Army Hammer. Um, I think this looks really good, too. This is the new Guy Ritchie movie. Um, this was originally supposed to star Tom Cruise, but then he had to drop out to do Mission Impossible 5. So then they got Henry Cavill, of course, a.k.a. Superman. So uh, I really like this trailer, and I think The Man from Uncle is going to be pretty tight. comes out also, I believe, in August this summer. Orange is the New Black's Laverne Cox is going to co-star in a new CBS legal drama. Um, really, really cool. Dave Batista, my boy Batista from Guardians of the Galaxy, has been signed to play the Kurgan in the Highlander reboot. Uh, Batista's killing it right now, man. Uh, he's got to be just on cloud nine. You know, it's like he been doing all these little B-movies, came back to the WWE last year. Guardians of the Galaxy comes out, boom, massive hit, second biggest movie of the year in the United States last year, one of the biggest movies in the world last year, and now his stock is rising, he's going to be the bad guy in the Kickboxer reboot, he's going to be the bad guy in the new James Bond movie, and now he's going to be the Kurgan in the Highlander reboot? Come on, dude, congratulations to my man Dave Batista um, for just killing it right now in Hollywood. He's going to be an awesome Kurgan, and I'm super excited about that. Uh, production has begun on the new film When the Bow Breaks, starring um, Morris Chestnut and Regina Hall. Um, Billy D. Williams may return as Lando Clarissian in a future Star Wars movie, so that would be awesome. I think we need some more Lando in our lives. Filming has begun on the Taliban Shuffle adaptation with Tina Fey and Margot Robbie and Martin Freeman. That's currently filming. Samuel Jackson has stated that he only has two more movies left on his Marvel contract. Uh, he's totally down to do more, he says, unless they come sign me up for some more, give me an extension, I only got two left. So it's kind of scary that he's down to two, uh, but there's pretty much no doubt in my mind that Marvel will re-up his contract and we'll see uh, Mr. Nick Fury for many more years to come. Um, the Crow creator wants Sam Witwer for the lead role. Uh, he's another name that at first I was like, Sam Witwer, but then when I looked into it, um, he's the guy that, um, he actually played Doomsday on Smallville, he was on the show Being Human on the Sci-Fi Channel, um, I was like, okay, I can kind of see it, you know, it's just, it's just his name doesn't bring much of a star appeal, um, he was also a main character in the Force Awakens video game. He was the, he was basically the mo-capped guy for the main character in that game. Um, it's kind of cool, of course, that the creator of it is like, that's the guy, that's the guy I want. Um, I think they should be looking for a bigger name. I mean, I'm still sad over Luke Evans leaving. Um, but Sam's not a bad name. I wouldn't be totally bummed if it ended up being him. He, he could be pretty cool.
Um, let's see here. The sequel to Fifty Shades of Grey will likely not be directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. She, of course, who did the first movie. Um, she had a lot of trouble filming this film, uh, a lot of pressure, and they also gave full creative control to the author of the books, and she said that the, the you know every time she made a decision on how to do something, the author of the book would be like, nah, let's do it this way, and she kind of interrupted her a lot, causing her to not really get her own full vision of the movie done. So I think she doesn't want to go through that again. So, um, But the movie has made chajillions of, mo- of money already, and money talks. So I think they might be able to talk her back into doing it, um, because congratulations goes to Sam Taylor Johnson as well for having the highest um, profitable movie debut ever for a female director. Um, you know, with Fifty Shades of Grey making, you know, like $86 million in its opening weekend is just insane. So she holds the record for a female director. Uh, we showed a nice little cool sneak peek. Ryan Reynolds tweeted out a picture of him um, kind of leaning on the table, and on the table was a prototype copy of the Deadpool mask. Which, and, but the picture's in, in like a sepia tone, so you can't really get the full kind of glory of it. But you see the mask, and you see the silhouette over the eyes, and it's just it's just kind of cool to see him there with the mask, and you're kind of like, oh, it's really happening, it's really happening. Um, super happy about this. A couple weeks ago, you heard me go on and on ranting about this show, Banshee, over on Cinemax. Um, my favorite show on television right now. I love Banshee. So I was very happy to see last week that Cinemax has renewed Banshee for season four. Uh, the only thing I'm sad about is that there are ten episode seasons, and Cinemax says season four will only be eight episodes. So I don't really understand why they're chopping two out. But, I mean, I'm happy, of course, that the show's coming back. I just... I want all my ten episodes. Ten's not even enough for me. How are you going to take two away? No explanation as to why it's an eight-episode season, but it's back. Season four. I'm super excited. I'm in the middle of season three right now, and it is insane. So much going on right now. People are dying left and right. My heart's getting broken on a weekly basis, but this show is still incredible. Once again, if you haven't seen it, search it out. I think you can get it on iTunes and uh, or find another way to watch it. It's on Cinemax. It's called Banshee. Check it out. We also have the new Everything Wrong with Goldfinger in 16 minutes or less. Um... The Walking Dead creator Robert Kirkman, uh, his new uh, his book Outcast has been landed a series order over on Cinemax, so that is really really cool. Um, hey, if Cinemax does it up like Banshee, it's going to be an awesome show. So uh, Robert Kirkman's Outcast will be coming to Cinemax. Uh, will Smith calls After Earth the most painful failure of his career. Um, the movie actually did make a little bit of money, so it's hard to call it a complete failure. Uh, the reason he does is because he says, you know, he dragged his son into it, and it was really hard on his son and on him when people, you know, hated on it so much. So, um, I'm one of the people that will contest that I didn't think it was all that bad. I honestly didn't. I 
went into it with a buddy of mine, and we kicked back, and we watched it, and when we walked out, we said, eh, that was all right, you know, didn't love it, didn't hate it, but I don't think it deserved the, the hate that it got, I thought it was an okay movie for what it was, but, you know, I'll be in the minority on that, so, um, Eddie Murphy has come out and said that Beverly Hills Cop 3 was garbage, and that he's refusing to do part four, um, until the script is 100% proper. They were supposed to start filming this thing in, like, March, and he's just standing his ground. He's like, nope, until you show me a script that I can 100% approve of, I am not doing this movie. So he's really holding their feet to the fire on this film. And I can't blame him. If he's going to go back to this character, he doesn't want to do another dud, you know, where then you look back on Beverly Hills Cop and you're like, well, the first two were cool, but then three and four were just complete pieces of trash. So I appreciate that. So hopefully they get it right and we can get our Beverly Hills Cop 4. Kerry Russell um, has joined Matthew McConaughey in the new Civil War drama. Kathy Bates is reuniting with Melissa McCarthy for her new movie, Michelle Darnell. William Defoe is joining Matt Damon in his new movie, The Great Wall. Luke Evans, Teresa Palmer, and Alfred Molina are joining Message from the King. USA Network has passed on the Jennifer Carpenter star show, Stanistan. Uh, this was a new show that Jennifer Carpenter had put together. They did a pilot, and uh, it was supposed to go on the USA Network, and USA said, nah, we're going to pass on that. Uh, so, sorry for Jennifer. I love Jennifer Carpenter. She, of course, from one of my favorite shows, Dexter, um, Dexter's sister on the, on the show. Deborah Morgan. So, uh, I wish her luck. I hope something else comes along for her. Rob Lowe is going to be starring in a Fox comedy pilot called The Grinder. Um, James Franco is going to be starring in the Hulu uh, made J.J. Abrams, Stephen King, uh, Kennedy assassination drama. Whew. There's a, there's a lot of names in this bucket. So basically, J.J. Abrams <laughs> is doing a Stephen King um, Kennedy assassination drama miniseries that will be on Hulu, and it will be starring James Franco. Okay, hopefully that cleared that up. Eric McCormick is going to be playing a drug dealer in Fox's dramedy Studio City. TNT has renewed The Librarians for a second season. We go up with Will Smith and Margot Robbie talking about the Suicide Squad and Tom Hardy dropping out of it. Um, so you can read that if you want a little bit more info. Um, Impossible 5, um, which was pushed up into the July this summer, um, will now be released in IMAX. Very happy about that. I love movies getting released in IMAX. Um, uh, we have the new trailer for Hot Pursuit. Starring Sofia Vergara and Reese Witherspoon. We have the second trailer for The Longest Rides, um, which is one of those Nicholas Sparks movie. We got the first trailer for Crimson Peak, which stars Tom Hiddleston. That's a new horror movie from Guillermo del Toro. And Kruger is joining Brian Cranston in the new film The Infiltrator. The CW has renewed Beauty and the Beast for season four, and season three will be premiering this summer. Talking back on Suicide Squad, it looks like they have set their sights on Joel Kinnaman. Uh, Joel Kinnaman for the role of Rick Flagg, which was the role that Tom Hardy dropped out of. Um, I'm okay with this. Um, I don't know too much about Joel. Uh, Joel, to me, the biggest role for me was um, he played uh, RoboCop. He was in the he was RoboCop in the RoboCop reboot that came out last year. Um, I thought he was really good in it. Um, I know he's also on the show... Um, 
oh god, what's it called? Uh, the Killing, and um, he's going to be in that new Liam Neeson movie, uh, We Own the Night or something like that, um, coming out uh, in March. So he's pretty good. I don't really see him being the leader of the Suicide Squad, uh, like you know, like a Tom Hardy would have been. Um, but, you know, it's an interesting name to kind of be floated around, so we'll see what happens. But supposedly he is in early talks right now uh, for the role. Uh, Marianne Cotillard has joined Assassin's Creed movie in an unspecified role, so that's very cool. I, I, I love Marianne. She's, you know, she's good. Good people. And she'll be joining Michael Fassbender in that Assassin's Creed movie. Um, I love this news. Um, Gina Carano has joined the Deadpool movie. She'll be playing Angel Dust, uh, who's a mutant where basically she can kind of like turn on her adrenaline, you know, in her body like at whim and become super strong. And um, it's pretty cool. I love me Gina Carano. She was who I wanted for Wonder Woman. I mean, she's great and she'll be great in an action movie and she'll be great as a mutant in something like, um, like Deadpool. Uh, also, speaking of Deadpool, they've also confirmed that Colossus from the X-Men movies will be in the film as well. Uh, the only downside to this is that yesterday the news broke that Daniel Cudmore, who played Colossus in X2, X3, and X-Men Days of Future Past, he came out and said, I'm not going to be reprising the role in the Deadpool movie. Um, what I'm curious about is why. Um, you know, some sites are making it seem like he just isn't coming back himself. Um, looking at the tweets that Daniel sent out, it's almost like he's like, hey, they didn't ask me to come back, so it's not going to be me. So, I don't know. I don't know the full story on it. All I know is that Daniel Cudmore says that he's not going to be in the movie, which is sad because Deadpool's supposed to be set in the same X-Men universe, so I don't know why they wouldn't get him to come back to reprise his role. Um... You know, and uh, I don't know. I, I just, it sucks. I, I like continuity. So I really wanted, when I read Colossus was going to be in it, I was like, cool. They got her, They already got a Colossus. Let's bring him back. But it looks like we'll be getting a new Colossus in Deadpool. So Colossus and uh, Gina Carano as Angel Dust in the Deadpool movie. Grodd is coming to the Flash, Gorilla Grodd, a lot of people have been waiting and waiting and waiting, and, uh, you know, if you saw Flash last night on tele- on the CW, it ended with a really cool scene where you got to see Gorilla Grodd, so uh, I can't wait to the first episode that really focuses on him, it's going to be pretty tight, so I know a lot of, I know Geeky Pad and all of them are just super stoked on Grodd coming to the Flash. Alright, let's see what else we got here. Uh, a little sad about this, but TBS has canceled Ground Floor. Uh, I liked Ground Floor. It was a cheesy little comedy, but I really, really enjoyed it. So I'm a little, I'm a little bummed by that, but TBS has canceled it. Uh, let's see. Congratulations to American Sniper, who hit a box office milestone, crossing $300 million in the United States. Once again, Fifty Shades scores the biggest opening in history for a female director. Fox has ordered more episodes of The World's Funniest Fails, uh, hosted by Terry Crews. 
Uh, congratulations to Adrian Palicki, who is now going to be a series regular on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I love Adrian Palicki. She has been great this season, and I'm glad to see that they're stepping up and they're going to make her a series regular. Let's see what else we got. Let's see what else we got. Uh, in an interview with Matthew Vaughn talking about um, Kingsman, he they asked him, you know, can you share with us any of your ideas for X-Men Days of Future Past? Because he was supposed to direct X-Men Days of Future Past, and then he ended up dropping out to do Kingsman. And he says in his version of Days of Future Past, it would have been a younger Wolverine when he went back in time, that it wouldn't have been Hugh Jackman, they would have casted a younger Wolverine uh, to take over the role, and that at certain points in the movie you would have seen the younger Wolverine and the and the Hugh Jackman one together on the screen, and he thought it would have been really, really cool. I'm glad they didn't do it his way, because I, Hugh Jackman, they, made, they did it the right way, because he doesn't really age, so it was easy to kind of do that transition, so I really enjoyed that. Uh, another thing he said, which is something we have read before, which was that in Matthew Vaughn's version of the script, it was not Quicksilver, it was Juggernaut, and basically they were like flew a plane over um, over where Magneto was being kept, and they threw Juggernaut out of the plane, and he went headfirst into the ground and broke out, uh, broke out Magneto and everything like that. But it's funny because at the end of the article, Matthew Vaughn goes. After watching uh, Brian Singer's Days of Future Past, he goes, they made the right decision to use Quicksilver instead. (laughs) So at least he was able to admit uh, that they came up with a better idea. So that was actually really cool. Um, Netflix is going to be premiering a new show called Jadotville, which is going to be starring Fifty Shades of Grey's Jamie Dorman and Gilami Kinnett. So don't know much else about that show, but that's coming to Netflix. Fifty Shades of Grey over the weekend whipped up $267 million worldwide. That is insane. Can you believe it? This film was made on a $40 million budget. 40 And just in the weekend, made almost $300 million worldwide. There's no doubt why the studio, a week ahead of its release, said, we're going to go ahead and do those other two movies and make the trilogy. Crazy. Uh, George R. R. Martin warns that Game of Thrones will be deviating from the books as it moves forward on HBO. So don't get too locked into what happens in the books. They're going to do their own thing. Um, this past Sunday, uh, Saturday Night Live did its 40th anniversary special. It was actually really, really cool. It was a little too long, <laughs> to be honest. It was like three and a half hours long. But there was some pretty cool stuff on there. Uh, what I wish, I wish they would have done more with Eddie Murphy. They made such a big deal about Eddie Murphy coming back for this episode. And, like, literally all he did was, like, come out and be like, Hey, thanks, everybody. I got my start on Saturday Night Live, and I love this show, and I love to come back. And, you know, let's have a good night. And, like, and that was, like, it. And I was just like, really? That's it? Like, you're not even going to do a sketch? Like, you're not going to do anything? That was, so that was a little bit of a bummer. I was, I was pretty bummed about that, that you know. Because I didn't really believe half the stuff he was saying. He, you know, he was like, oh, I loved coming back here. He hadn't been on the show in like 30 years since he left. Uh, but, you know, they did some cool skits. Is the, you know, the open of the show with Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake was really, really good. Um, I loved Jeopardy. I was so glad Will Ferrell came back and did Celebrity Jeopardy. Uh, that was hilarious. Um, I, I liked the... Um, 
the digital short that Andy Samberg and Adam Sandler did about them breaking. And that's when you break. That <laughs> was, that was really good. They always do great stuff together. Um, but yeah, it was really, really good stuff. It was also the highest rated, uh, show on Sunday night on television. Uh, so it's good to see people kind of come out and support, uh, 40 years, man, of Saturday Night Live. You know, that show is very hit and miss, but one thing you can't take away is just 40 years. It was very, very cool to see all those people come back and do a lot of, you know, reminisce on some of the really cool sketches and stuff. Let's see here. Um, Jorge Garcia has joined Adam Sandler's Netflix comedy Ridiculous Six. Uh, I really like Jorge Garcia. The dude's hilarious, and he's he's on um, Hawaii Five O right now, which is one of my favorite shows, and uh, he's he's always great on that. Um, let's see here. NBC has renewed the Celebrity Apprentice. I'm super excited about this. I don't know why, but I love me some Celebrity Apprentice, man. It's just, it's so good. And they just finished this past uh, episode, the season pack on Monday. Uh, Lisa Gibbons won, and congratulations to Lisa. She was so great. I was really pulling for her. It was down to her and Geraldo Rivera. And, um, you know, Geraldo's a dick. <laughs> and he was a dick watching that show the whole time. Lisa never got in fights with anybody. She was always so professional, so nice, so caring, and you really just wanted to pull for her. So I was so happy that she won and got to, you know, bring all that money to her charity and exposure and stuff. It was great. Um, that SNL 40th anniversary special dominated with 23.1 million viewers. That is massive. 23.1 million. Congratulations, man. Well, 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 well deserved. Article up, I'm not going to read through the whole thing, but it's a Deadpool casting call where basically they use code names, but it explains like, here's all the characters we want in the movie, here's what their powers are, here's what we need them to do, uh, you know, it just kind of, it's a breakdown, uh, but everything's coded, so it's, it's not really much for me to dive into, because I can't be like, oh, they want this person, and they want this person, it's like, code name Billy, and Billy is a guy in his 30s that could be any race, and he has this power, and it's just kind of something like that, but it is kind of interesting to read through, see if you can pick out, maybe you know who it is. Um, we have a new trailer for Nightlight, which is a new horror film. We have the new Honest trailer of the week, which is for Dumb and Dumber 2, uh, in celebration of that hitting Blu-ray and DVD this week. Um, so pretty funny there. We have the first official picture of the new Ghostbusters cast hanging out together. This was from the SNL uh, 40th anniversary special, because they were all there for that. So really cool to see them all together. Um... The Hobbit, the Battle of the Five Armies, failed to reach its $1 billion goal. They were really hoping that the trilogy would end on a billion-dollar note, and it did not. I could care less. I hate the Hobbit movies. We have the new Everything Wrong With, which is Everything Wrong With American Beauty in 12 minutes or less. Um, Scarlett Johansson is going to be doing a new movie uh, called The Psychopath Test. This one sounds pretty interesting. Uh, I love what Scarlett's picking lately, man. She's just she's killing it. Uh, Jim Starlin's Dreadstar is heading to television as an adaptation, so I'm sure Geeky Pat knows what Dreadstar is. Uh, it looks like it's not a graphic kind of uh, novel or comic that's being adapted. HBO is renewed last week tonight with John Oliver for two more seasons. Uh, we have the full casting call revealed for the new Da Vinci Code sequel, Inferno, um, so you can check that out. 
Uh, Jason from Friday the 13th, his immortality may finally be explained in the next Friday the 13th film, so we'll keep you posted on that. Production has officially begun on the new Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, uh, and the full official synopsis has been revealed as well. I can care less. Um, Jay Roach is going to be directing The Psychopath Test, which is that new movie I just talked about with Scarlett Johansson. Um, Minor- Minority Report TV pilot has casted Daniel London from the original movie, so he's going to be coming back. We have the trailer, first trailer for Bates Motel Season 3 that you can check out. And lastly, a little bit of breaking news that just happened about an hour ago. Um, Cody Smith McPhee. Um, that name doesn't usually ring a bell, um, but you'll know him if you saw Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. He was um, the kid. He was um, Carrie Russell's uh, well, um, Jason Clark. He was Jason Clark's son, um, along with Carrie Russell. He was the kid who kind of bonded with the, with the apes and was drawing them in his books and everything. Really cool kid in that movie. Don't really know anything else he's really been in. But he has just been signed and announced that he's going to be in Brian Singer's new X-Men Apocalypse. And he's going to be playing young Nightcrawler. So finally we get Nightcrawler back into the X-Men universe And he's going to be playing young Nightcrawler uh, We haven't seen Nightcrawler since X-Men 2 He popped up in X-Men 2, he was awesome And then we never saw him again um, So I'm really excited about this uh, I really like Nightcrawler And I think this is really great casting to be honest So they're killing it right now in X-Men Apocalypse with picking these, you know, younger characters to play the characters that we already know from the previous films and stuff. So that's, you know, really, really cool. So Cody Smith McPhee will be Nightcrawler in X-Men Apocalypse. So that is kind of breaking news right there. Brian Singer just announced it about an hour ago. I'm still waiting for the announcement that Hugh Jackman's coming back. There's been no word on Hugh Jackman coming back for Apocalypse. I'm starting to think it's not going to happen, and that kind of makes me sad. I need Wolverine in an X-Men film. You know, it doesn't have to focus on him, but let's, let's have him in there. Come on. All right, so that is the news of the week. Let's get to the box office and um, new releases. Sound good? And we'll wrap this baby up. If my computer will react. Let's go Slowpoke. All right. So out on DVD and Blu-ray this week, uh, like I said, Dumb and Dumber 2. Uh, this all, st- all this stuff dropped yesterday. Dumb and Dumber 2, The Interview, which I already picked up The Interview. Very excited to watch that again. Um, Birdman, The Theory of Everything, and St. Vincent. So pretty good release week. Dumb and Dumber 2, The Interview, Birdman, The Theory of Everything, and St. Vincent, all on Blu-ray and DVD this week. In theaters on Friday will be Hot Tub Time Machine 2, McFarlane USA, and The Duff. So that's in theaters on Friday. And here's your weekend box office. Uh, coming in at number 10 is Project Almanac with $2.7 million. Number 9 is The Wedding Ringer with $3.4 million. Number 8 is The Imitation Game with $3.5 million. Number 7 is Paddington with $4.1 million. Number 6 is Seven Sun with $4.2 million. Number five is Jupiter Ascending with nine point four million. Number four is American Sniper with sixteen point four million. Number three is the SpongeBob movie with thirty point five million. Number two is Kingsman the Secret Service with thirty five point six million. And the number one film is Fifty Shades of Grey with eighty one point seven million. 
insane. Um, now, going back in the box office here real quick, this was a President's Day weekend, so there's a couple different sets of numbers, but one of the biggest things is is the 81.7 was the projected hit for Fifty Shades on Sunday. Um, they said it fell just a little bit shy of breaking the record of The Passion of the Christ, which is the biggest February release ever, with $83 million. Well, the final numbers came out on Monday after we had posted the box office, and Fifty Shades ended up not only hitting the $81 million that I just said, but it finished with $85.5 million on Monday, so it actually exceeded expectations from when they projected it, so it hit 85 which therefore means it did break the Passion of the Christ record, and it is the biggest debut ever for a movie in February, which is just insane. Um, some reports will factor in Monday's box office into it as well, um, which therefore Kingsman brought in over $40 million, and that bumps Fifty Shades of Grey up to about $93 million in just four days. So that is just whew, insane. Like I said, worldwide, $260 million on a $40 million budget. I don't know anyone that saw the movie and liked it, but this movie is a phenomenon, no doubt. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that'll do it for us tonight on this edition of Am I on the Air? Church Fight. I hope you've enjoyed. Um, Let's do some shout-outs. I want to shout-out RedDragonsRadio.com, which, of course, is your hub to listen to some of the great podcasts on the Internet. You can not only just listen to Am I on the Air and Am I Still on the Air, but you can listen to This Week with the Geek, with Geeky Pat. You can listen to his other show, Out of the Riffs. You can listen to my boy Peeps, usually along with Friggins, as they talk um, the People's Forum, always talking about love it or hate it, um, talking about just different topics. Um, so you can check out um, the People's Forum as well. You can listen to Pro Wrestling Nation with Funky Cold Sam Medina. <laughs> and uh, you can listen to um, the Brothers of Destruction podcast as well. Lots of stuff to choose from. Check it out on reddragonsradio.com. And you can follow on Twitter at Red Dragons Radio so you always know what's going down when new episodes are posted and so forth. Um, I know Peeps and Friggins just did a brand new People's Forum uh, talking about the top ten people they would love to see make a debut in the MCU. Also, um, of course, you got to follow us on Twitter. If you want all the news and you want to be always up to speed and, and be able to tell all your friends, oh, I already knew that because Am I on the Air told me. You can follow us on Twitter at Am I on the Air. You can follow me on Twitter personally at DXDonMega. Um, like us on Facebook, because you'll get all the trailers, and you'll get all kinds of cool stuff on the Facebook page. Go to facebook.com slash amiontheair. Our official page is, of course, amiontheair.com. You can listen to the shows. You can um, look at all the latest trailers. Like I said, all the new trailers that, that are out, they're right there on amiontheair.com. Click on the Trailers tab. You can look at box office, release dates, movie reviews. It's all right there. AmIontheAir.com bookmark it. Check it out on a weekly basis. Um, you can subscribe to us on YouTube. It's YouTube.com slash AmIontheAir. You, if you're looking to stream us on the web, you can do that on Stitcher. You can do it on TuneIn. Um, and, of course, we are on iTunes as well. So no worries. We're everywhere on the interwebs. 
Um, so thanks so much for tuning in again. Thank you for everybody that writes me on Twitter. Uh, if you're on Twitter, I please, I encourage you to tweet me either at Am I on the Air or at DX Don Mega and let me know you know, that you listen to the show and, and what you liked, maybe what you even didn't like. I'm totally open to that as well. I'd love to hear from you guys of, of what you want more of. Um, but I appreciate everybody that takes the time to tweet me and say, Hey man, great show this week. Cause it really keeps me motivated. Um, it makes me feel appreciative of the time and the effort that's put into this show. So I always appreciate when I see those tweets of people enjoying the show. I got a lot of great feedback for the Spidey Ascending episode last week. And I thank you, thank you, thank you for checking that out and for everybody's support. Uh, and even people that, you know, I, I got some diehard fans there that fall behind. They don't get to listen on a weekly basis, but they're going in order and i see as i start to catch up they're like man i'm like 10 episodes back but that was a good episode and i appreciate your dedication that you're trying to go in order and you're not just skipping ahead to the newest one so just a big thanks to everybody again as always i'm always very appreciative it's not fake in any manner uh it's what keeps me going and driven to do the show uh even my boys right here on the network peeps you know, Geeky Pat, you know, it, it still makes my week when, when I get a text from Geeky Pat and he says, man, I just finished your show. It was awesome. You know, and it's like, thanks, man. You know, like I appreciate all that kind of feedback. It really helps keep the motivation going. So I've rambled on long enough. Uh, let's get back to our day. My name is Don Mega. This has been Am I on the Air? And we'll catch you next time. Peace. Red Dragon!